Have you ever had a situation happen in your life that you weren't expecting, good or bad, and said to yourself or out loud, oh my gosh, I just fill in the blank, now what? Me too, friend, me too. I've had quite a few actually, and in the moment, I never knew what I was gonna do next. Of course, I had to figure it out, sometimes the hard way, but I did figure it out. So join me and some amazing guests this season as we all share our own, I just blank, now what stories, so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question, now what? Hey friends, it's January and it is goal season. And some of us might be thinking to ourselves, oh my goodness, I just don't feel like doing goals. Now what? I feel you friend. It's a hard time of year to be all goal oriented when it's minus oh my Jesus outside and all you wanna do is pull the covers over your head and hibernate like the bears do. Unfortunately, we're not bears. We're people who have unlimited potential growing inside of us that needs to be unleashed to the world. So what's a girl to do? Well, first, you can join my awesome friend, Jackie Acri, for her Gold Trauma Winter Retreat. This is a live six-week group EFT tapping cohort that empowers you to tap into a steady source of freedom, flow, and fulfillment on demand, so you can have the life and business you want on your own terms. Six 90-minute live Zoom sessions where Jackie will guide you through a strategically crafted roadmap unraveling the root of your invisible wall and empowering you to feel safe as you rise and shine. In Gold Trauma Winter Retreat, you get that cozy, safe feel of these people really get me while enjoying the support and validation that keeps you inspired, motivated, and on track. Plus, you get the Tapping Tuck Shop. Enjoy 10 short, always available audio sessions for swift nervous system regulation. Easily accessible right on your phone where you listen to podcasts like this one. It's like having a personal EFT tapping practitioner at your fingertips. Just open the app and select the session that speaks to you in the moment. It all starts Feb 7th till March 13th, just in time for spring when we're naturally ready to awaken and grow. So if you want to use this winter to really set yourself up for success, join the Gold Trauma Winter Retreat and let go of your past goal failures, less than stellar results, or goal fatigue so you can grow for the rest of the year. Use the link in the show notes to learn more and register. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the show. Jessica Stevens here, your host of I Just Blank Now What the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me for another Now What Wednesday. I am so appreciative to all of you who tune in each week to give us a listen. And if you are new here, welcome. I'm so happy that a family member or a friend shared an episode with you, or maybe you were just randomly finding us and we have now connected. I love that too. So as usual, we have a jam-packed episode full of amazing stories for all of you to help you kind of navigate life. And that is something that my guest Kelly definitely knows a thing or two about. So today, we are going to be talking about, you know, life. <laughs> I just hit a hurdle. Now what story where her life definitely hit a few walls and some hurdles that she needed to figure out and navigate through. So before we get into her story, let me tell you a little bit about Kelly. Kelly is the best-selling author, speaker, and national board certified health and wellness coach who helps people strategically utilize their 
finite resources to design a life of wellness and longevity. I love it. In their mid-40s, Kelly and her husband discovered the world of obstacle course races while he was recovering from a brain surgery. Following her own wellness strategies has enabled her and her husband, both over 50 now, to continue to participate in a few obstacle course races each year despite some ongoing health challenges. Their kids even join in with them on their adventures in the mud. Makes for great family outings and lots, if you like to do that sort of thing. After 25 years in the financial services industry, she left to start her wellness advisory firm, Power Through Wellness, where she helps other midlifers develop a wellness strategy that prioritizes their time, money, and resources so that they can achieve the healthy life they desire without breaking the bank. And when not playing in the mud, she can be found relaxing at home, watching movies with their two massive dogs and a very spoiled cat. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Welcome, Kelly, to the show. Thank you so much, Jessica. I appreciate it. It's fun to be here. Obviously, you know, people just heard your amazing bio and they are in for a treat today as we're going to be unpacking, you know, what happened with your husband and these obstacle courses and these hurdles and walls that you've hit in life. But before we do that, I always love for guests to come on and share something about themselves that they actually want people to know, like something that's not in your bio, but you really want people to know about you. Gotcha. I don't was thinking about that one for a while. I'm like, there's all sorts of little things. Like we are super geeky, science, sci-fi, like loving Marvel, DC, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like our, we totally will jam out. That's why we love movies so much. It's kind of like my escape from the world. You know, I also, I've always, I think my, if I were to say my superpower, besides the one I want to have my superpower to be, which is like to like, just look at things and have and grab it, like move things with my mind. That would be totally awesome. But Two is connecting dots. Like mm. I've always so I always find it so fun, and I go back to like I love my mystery stories, and I love like sci- you know the you know oh like James Bond and all that kind of stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Where you have to like look and be like, okay, how do how do how do we solve that mystery? How do we like connect the dots? And I usually can figure it out before the movie like tells you what it is. And so my husband usually looks at me. He's like, don't tell me. I'm like, okay, but I've already figured it out. (laughs) My mom is the same way. Like, you know, two thirds of the movie in or like even a third sometimes she's like, I know how this is ending. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. I love that. And I think, I think that is a superpower for people is to be able to connect dots. And that is something that if you have that ability and if you can, you know, see the big picture that other people can't see sharing that big picture and sharing that vision for people is, is a huge superpower. So many people don't have vision, right? They can't see beyond what's really in front of them right now. And they can't even fathom what their life could look like in a year from now, two years from now, five years from now. But for those of us who have that ability to cast some vision for others, that definitely is a superpower. It's, it's fun to do sometimes as well too, because it's like, you're really, it's like a mystery to me. And it's like, you want to see how this is connected Mm -hmm. and it is cool. It's, it's just, and it does help when I'm coaching folks as well too, because I can, I can take that look back and it is, it's hard for us. I mean, I will say it's, I don't, I don't do it as well in my own life as I should, but I'm great at doing it for other people because <laughs> sometimes you, like you said, you're so like, you're right in it. It's right in front of you. And you're like, okay, wait, I really have to take a step back and just look. And when I can pull myself out, I'm better in my own life, but I'm much better at doing that for other people than I am for myself. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? I think that's why everyone, 
everyone needs a coach, even coaches, yeah. need coaches right? Like yep. I say it all the time. I'm like, the best coaches have coaches. The best therapists have therapists, right? Everyone can't like figure out their own life all the time. They, they need a little bit of outside help. Okay. So yeah. we're going to rewind the tape to uh, maybe a while back in your life when you, you, ne- you didn't see necessarily some of the hurdles and the walls that you were about to crash into coming or they popped up very unexpectedly for you. So can you take yeah. us back to a time in life when things were, you know, going along tickety-boo, perfect family of four, and then life happened? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that is, and I think sometimes it's always like life always gives you that 2020 vision after you've gone through it. Mm-hmm. So we were we were in our early 40s, and my husband and I have known each other, actually been together since like our early 20s. Like I met him in college and then he went off to the Marine Corps. I finished college and then we got, you know, then we got married and then we waited till after 30 to have kids. So we were, you know, well into life going on. And so we've been together for a very, very long time. And it's in our early 40s that I started noticing my husband was, I, I joke around, I'm like, you're just not fun anymore. You're grumpy and you're, you know, he was, he was getting tired easier and all these other things were going on. But we're in the midst of, you know, young kids and, you know, moving up the corporate ladder and just doing everything can business wise. When my husband, we were leaving his parents' house one night and he looks at me and he's like, you really need to drive home. And I'm like, what's going on here? I'm like, we haven't been drinking. So like what, you know, Mm -hmm. because, and he finally confesses to me that, well, I'm seeing double. I'm like, well, what do you mean you're seeing double? He's like, well, the, the, the road is like stacked on top of each other. And where they lived was in this place called Bella Vista, Arkansas, which was very windy mm-hmm. and dark. And so at night, it, he goes, it's just getting really more difficult for me to see the road at night, which, okay, that's a challenge. And that's a scary, scary challenge, right? So we get home and I, you know, we get the kids to bed and everything because they're young at that time. And I ask him, I'm like, okay, well, give me, you got to tell me a little bit more about this. You know, that, that husband wife talk, right? That the husbands are like, yeah, no, I'm good. I don't want to talk about this. I'm good. Right. And of course he's a Marine. So, you know, I always joke around. I say, you know, a blood, you know, he could be have like a bone protruding from his leg and blood spurting everywhere. And he's like, I'll just bandage it and I'll wrap it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to continue. I'm like, no, you're not. There's something wrong here. So we kind of went back and forth like that for a while, talking about his double vision and the headaches he was having and the dizziness he was going on and all this stuff. And a series of events with our son and a couple other things led us to a really good eye doctor in the area because he had gone for one eye doctor and that eye doctor said, oh, well, you just need prism glasses. I'm like, well, okay, that's a Band-Aid, but why are you having double vision? Like, mm-hmm. why? Like, you can't just Band-Aid it mm-hmm. and think that, call it good. You got to oh, go figure it. out. Yeah, no. yeah I fixed why it. I'm like, no, you didn't. You just Band-Aided it. <laughs> So we got it to another doctor and I finally hounded him enough. I mean, we just went over like a, almost a year and I finally hounded him enough to go see another doctor who sent him off to a neurologist who sent him off to have an MRI done because my they were thinking maybe like, like a concussion effect because my husband, of course, Marine, he also played football. He was a lacrosse player. Like, you know, he's There's done- some trauma in his past. Yeah. I mean, like there was never a lacrosse game that ended where I didn't have one of his buddies yelling at me like, hey, and you know, my husband's laid out on the- <laughs> On the field, and, yeah. On the field with another guy because they just, you know, anyway. So, but it turned out the doctor, and we, I know this, January 24th, 
And in 2014, he said, you've got a pineal gland cystic mass sitting in the middle of the brain. And so what, what that was doing, it was sitting in like the, if you think of the little space in the four sections of your brain, this little cyst was sitting in there restricting blood flow and causing what it was putting pressure on was called his fourth optic nerve, which was causing that double vision. We thought, we actually have come to find out there was something else, a bigger issue underlying all that. But anyway, at that point in time, that sent us off to a really great neurologist in Little Rock, Arkansas. And he's like, oh, yeah, after five minutes visiting with my husband, he's like, yep, turned to his assistant and said, well, schedule him for brain surgery. I'm like, hold your horses here. Like, wait a minute. I know you do this every day, but this is like new. Like, I got little kids at home. This is like, this is brain surgery. We're not talking. We just crack open the brain and do something, right? And so he kind of looked at me and he's like, you need a little more information. I'm like, Yeah, Yeah. I do. (laughs) So he brought up a regular MRI and my husband's MRI and pointed to the little blob sitting in the middle. And he's like, that should not be there. I'm like, okay, I get it. So fast forward, you know, he literally, it was, I guess it was important enough and it was doing enough damage. Like he got him in immediately. So who knows what could have gone on with this? I always joke with my husband. I said, you're you're, you're lucky to be alive. Because, you know, I made, you know, you're here. So, because I helped you anyway, but it did. So about, I think it was on in March of 2014, over almost a four or five hour surgery, they got the whole cyst out. And if luckily enough, you know, of course it was, they biopsied it and all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't cancerous, which was thankful. It was just like this big ball of protein for some reason, sitting in the middle of his brain. No idea why, but that like, started that with that during the time that he was on bed rest, my back went out on me at the same time too. So we're joking around because he's, you know, we had a couple of hurdles, but I couldn't even like sit down and where I had to, like, I couldn't bend over without holding onto something. And I would have to sit down and pull my legs up to tie my shoes. I was like, this is really ridiculous. Like I got this picture of us in our old age, you know, I was pushing my husband or, you know, pushing him around at the house and office chair because, you know, he couldn't, he had a, uh, he had also had a, a blood clot that came up because of the surgery and his big, his legs, so we couldn't walk on his leg. And I was joking. I said, you know, this is going to be us in old age. Like you're going to be in a wheelchair for something that happened. And I'm going to be using the wheelchair because I can't hold myself up. So this is how we're going to end up. So we just kind of, this is not around. a good vision, Kelly. This is not a good vision. Like, this is not the vision that I want for our future, even though that was like the path that we were moving down. So, you know, you kind of take these things in and you don't really understand how they're going to affect you. But a good group of friends of mine from work said, hey, Kelly, come do this thing called Warrior Dash. And I'm like, sure, sign me up. Sounds good. Let's do this because I just needed something because I was managing the kids. I was managing our household. I was managing getting him ready, managing, keeping, you know, just trying to keep my biz because I was also working full time. So I was just trying to keep everything afloat at that time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I just need something. Like, just give me some fun of fun. So when they mentioned that, I'm like, sure, this sounds good. And then I stopped and I'm like, wait a minute. What's a warrior dash? Like, what is this thing that I just signed up for? <laughs> Have you ever done that where you're like, you just sign up for something and you're going, oh, wait a minute, what did I just do? But it turned out to be this little 5K race through with about 20, 25 obstacle courses, obstacles that you had to go through. And 
it was the funnest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Like at that point in time, I'm like, okay, this was a ton of fun. I had a great time. We were muddy. It was, they didn't tell me how muddy it was. I don't think, they, I think they kind of hid that one from me. Knowing you, you're like, she's not going to get dirty. She will not say yes. So like, let's keep that from her. They would need to keep that from me too. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, like I'm all for fun, but I'm like, I'm going to get dirty. What? Yeah. yeah, exactly. But there's something to that. Like, we all have to get dirty. Like that's the that's the whole point. You kind of got to get in there and get dirty. It's not it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And I really came to realize that from all the obstacles we've done later on. But that's just like that was the the thing that kind of ignited us at that point in time in our life. My husband, of course, he couldn't he couldn't come play, and the kids were little at the time, so they were too young to play. But they stayed there and cheered us on. And for him, that was really like what he needed to say, okay, I'm going to fight this. I'm going to get back healthy again. I'm going to get back off because, you know, get back in shape to do one of these things. I want to do an obstacle course because that looks like fun. We had fun. I love the challenge. You know, true to his kind of marine and sports background, some sort of challenge was a really good thing for him. And it continues to be. But that was that catalyst that he needed. And, you know, I talk about that. I think for all of us, we need that catalyst to help us that recover from anything that we are recovering from, whether it's a physical setback or a mental setback or just a life setback in general or a hurdle or whatever we're doing. Having that big goal that you want to go out and achieve really does help, you know, set you on that path to what I call to recovery in that respect and that and for us because I had to get my I had to get myself back in shape as well too because I couldn't bend down like I mean it was my whole core was weak and what I turned what I found out was I had degenerating discs in my lower back and that was what was causing all these problems for myself with my back. And they're like, well, you're just going to have to deal with this. I'm like, okay, what can I do? And they think sent me to some physical therapy, but I'm like, okay, well, that, that kind of helps with the pain, but I need to do something else. So I did a lot of research and I figured, okay, I got to really get my core strong. And that's the big thing. And I know when I've pushed myself too much, my back does still go out on me. Mm -hmm. But I also know that when I've not worked and kept my workout routine consistent, that that's also when my back goes out on me. So I've learned my body in that respect as well, too, over the years with this. So that was a, that was our big, you know, that's brought us into doing all these obstacles. And now we do them, we, we do probably about three plus every year. We have one coming up in two weeks, and then we have a Spartan trifecta coming up in four weeks. Four weeks, I think it is. Yeah. A Spartan what now? A Spartan <laughs> trifecta. <laughs> okay. Well, let's unpack that one. That one sounds intense. Uh, yeah, it's going to be intense. And I'm sitting here going, what in the heck did I just sign myself up for? So Spartan has like, they have these three different race series or race links. One is the sprint, which is a 5K and 20 plus obstacles. And then the next one is a super, which is a 10K, which is six miles and about 25 plus obstacles, somewhere around there. And then they have the beast, which is 13 miles and 35, I think, obstacles. And then, of course, they have the ultra, which is like a marathon one. Anyway, so this trifecta weekend, which you do in order to win your trifecta badge and medal, which we are after that medal, is you do the beast. We're doing the beast on Sunday or Saturday, which is the 13 miles and the 30 plus obstacles. And then you turn around, you come back the next day and you do the super and then you do the sprint. So you, in essence, will do nine miles and probably, oh goodness, 
you know, now you're making me add up, but I don't want to add up those, those. Don't think about it. Don't think it's going to be great. great. Okay. So, so here's my question for you, Kelly. Yes. Obviously your husband was a Marine in his former career. And so there is a physicality to, to doing that. So I'm sure that helped him get going right in his, in this new body of his or in, in his new state to like, I'm, I'm setting this physical goal it's a challenge, but I, I'm here for it and I'm going for it. How about you? Like how, like when life throws you a hurdle or an obstacle, let's maybe, maybe we're changing the title of the show right now. Like life just, you know, threw me an obstacle. What were, what was like the mind game and what was the physical things that you actually had to do to start getting yourself through these obstacles? It's such a great question. It's something that I've been unpacking over these years as I've been thinking about it, because at the time I was just doing it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it was, it's, it's, so it's partially, it's partially the challenge. Mm-hmm. It's partially the fact that, you know, life is tough. And the only way you get through life sometimes is to get tougher, is to be tougher, and to grow that thick skin and to continue to try at it and to understand that you are going to fail because there are so many of these obstacles that I have failed at. But there's also something that when I take on one of the really harder challenges of the obstacles or a hard obstacle that I didn't think I could do before, Mm -hmm. there's something about that that ignites me to take on something else in my business life or in my personal life mm-hmm. that I continue to push forward through. So like, if you would have asked me years ago, are you going to write a book? I'm like, oh, that'd be kind of fun. But I would never have thought I would have done it, but I did now. So I was in corporate America for the longest time. And in, I left in 2016 to go out on my own with an, as an affiliate RIA in the financial services space which is basically on your own. So I left a cushy guaranteed paycheck to go out on and create my own business. And, you know, those type of things that every time you go out there and you push and you try, it just fuels you to continue to keep trying. It's like, it's like the challenge to overcome something mm-hmm. and the reward that you get when you do. On and off the course. On and off the course. Yeah. On and off. I'm both. I'm both. Like, but yeah. it was the course that kind of sparked that desire for you to be like, it, I just did something that never in a million years did I ever think that I would be able to or even want to do. And I actually yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, it really did. Like, you know, what it did was it tested me to just, it tested me in the fact that, okay, can I really physically do this? Like there was an obstacle that, and I call it the boardwalk because I have no idea what it, like, it's not really not the boardwalk, like I was a board crawl really is what I ended up doing. And it's, it's this, like, if you think of, if you ever looked at the joists of a deck and you see them all running one direction and, but put that deck up like 12 feet high or 10 feet high and over a pit of water. And what most people are, what you're supposed to do if you're a competitor in this round, like you're doing, going for the full competitive wave, which I don't do the competitive wave. I just do it to survive. <laughs> so, <laughs> Give me, girl, you and me, survival sounds like a winning 
Yeah, exactly. But you're supposed to do it hand over hand. Well, and not and not crawl on it or not, you know, not use your feet or anything like that. Well, I'm like, okay, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. I don't have the hand strength. I don't have the upper body strength. At least the first day, the first time I hit this this obstacle. So, and this was the first big obstacle course race we went through called Conquer the Gauntlet. And, you know, I had given up on so many other obstacles on that day. And there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a reason for that. My husband actually hurt his arm on the very first wall to get in there. So I was actually getting pissed at myself. I was like, okay, seriously, Kelly, you came to do this race and you're walking around obstacles. Why? What are you doing? Why are you here? I mean, that's a light, that's a great life question. Why are we here? Like you're mm-hmm. walking around things that you could do. I know it's hard, but you can do them. So what's going on? So I got to this, as we're coming up on this thing, and my husband, obviously he couldn't do it because of because he had he had, he had basically we find out later as he tore his bicep. But uh I'm watching these other ladies like lift their legs up and kind of crawl across like like a monkey hanging from it. So you've got your legs flipped over and you've got your arms. And I was like, okay, you know what? I can do that. I can do that. Like it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Not not a competitive wave, but it's a way I can do it. And it might not look graceful and like lovely, but it's going to move me to where I need to go. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, and I didn't look graceful. Oh my gosh, Jessica, (laughs) it was hysterical. So my husband comes, because I picked the one that's along the side. And at that time, I really had no technique, (laughs) like none whatsoever. And I, you know, I didn't know that you could, you should like take your arms and then kind of like pull yourself and like pull your legs this way. I had no clue about that. So what I was doing was I was like taking my leg out, flipping it over, taking my leg out, flipping it over and just kind of inching my way across the board. And my husband was laughing. He's just like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm moving. This damn board. It's what I'm, I'm doing. Moving. Yeah. <laughs> and so I got to the end of it. And that's actually the picture I chose for the book cover because that obstacle I got across it to start with. I got across it, didn't fall into the pit, but that obstacle was the thing that made me fall in love with these obstacle courses and gave me confidence in myself that, you know what? I can do things. Like I, if I can get across this thing and there's other obstacles that I say, if I, if I can do this, mm-hmm. then why am I having a hard time getting over this obstacle in life? Like I start psychoanalyzing and connecting my dots and figuring out, okay, what is really holding me back here? Why am I scared? Why am I, and fear is usually a big one. Mm-hmm. Why am, you know, why am I worried? What's the worst thing that could happen? Like, okay, I could fall in the pit. Okay. You get wet again. So what? So it's, that's, that's kind of the mentality that I've taken on in my business and my, my, mostly my business life to start a couple of other businesses and keep moving forward was because the fact I'm like, okay, if I can do this on the course, why can't I do this in life? I think so a lot of us need to ask that question is like, I can do it in this arena, right? In this setting. Why is this not translating into other areas of my life? Yeah, exactly. And so it's just, it's just those little things that every time I do something out there, I come back in and I'm like, all right, if I can do that there, and I've pushed myself there and I've, and I've fallen and I've had some doozy of a bruises. I've had some great scrap, uh, scrapes. There was one where we were starting running and they, you know, these are of course in the woods and where they were in this field, they had, of course they mowed things down, but 
whenever you mow things down, you always end up with these branches and things like that that are still on the ground that if you don't pick your feet up completely that you can, you'll trip. Well, oh yeah, I just, I, my foot got caught and I went down. Let me tell you, it was really cool because I went down, rolled and then got back up and went, okay, let's go. And my husband's just like, you're like, what did you just do? Look at you, army ranger. Yeah. <laughs> but when I pulled off, cause I wear, I usually wear long, like long socks and long leggings and I pulled everything off at home or back at the hotel that night to get all cleaned up. I mean, I was bruised up and down and scraped up and down my side on my mm-hmm. right side. I was like, okay, yeah, that, that was a pretty, that was a doozy. That was good. But you just keep going. And so I try to remember that like, you're going to get bu- bruised. You're going to get scraped. You're mm-hmm. going to fall down and it's not going to be pretty. Sometimes it's going to be fun. You're going to be like, how did you just do that? And I just remember that going, okay, we can do this. We can do this. And it, it doesn't matter how you look, how you feel. It doesn't matter what people think because that's always a hard one as well. Believe me, I tell myself that all the time. I don't, sometimes I believe myself, sometimes I don't, but you just had to keep pushing forward. This is your life. This is your desire, your passion. Mm-hmm. You just have to keep pushing forward. Because life is always going to be throwing you another obstacle. Yep. And you do not always have the opportunity just to walk around them. Right. You don't. You don't. Some some of them you just have to do. But you know, you're walking around is an interesting thing that you just said as well too, though. And that is something that I think we have to remember as well. And there are many obstacles on these courses I can't do. I I just physically cannot do them. Mm-hmm. And I was I was you know one of them I, I joke around as a pegatron. And the, plus I always have a hard time, like especially in the Spartan. I I'm not good at monkey bars, so. I mean, and they're, they'd like to put them like really far apart. And I'm like, I can't do that. So I just go over and I do my burpees. And I was thinking about that. I go, when I was trying to put my website together and I was having, I was just beating my head against the wall. I'm like, you know what, Kelly, this is your Pegatron. You don't have to do this. Like I could eventually figure out how to do it Mm -hmm. and it will take me hours. It will take me a lot of learning things that, I don't really necessarily need to learn. I don't want to learn, but I could also hire someone to get the shell of it put together and then I can tweak it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's learning that there are some things in life you really do need to walk around and it's, and being okay with walking around it and being okay with understanding you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to do everything. And sometimes it's actually bad for you to do it. Like, you know, there's, if you think of it from a business perspective, if you've got a a bunch of people who have different skill sets in business, but you need to go out and sell and someone else needs to go out and service, well, selling and service is sometimes really difficult to do both and do both very well. Mm -hmm. So instead having a good community relationship or a good collaborative relationship with someone who really services your client well, and you go out and you serve and you have a mutual respect and trust for each other, you are a dynamic team. So it's just a matter of finding what are you good at and really putting your focus in on that area and understanding you're not going to be good at everything and you don't need to be. Love it. Love it. So a big obstacle in your life led you to actual obstacle courses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which Quite taught literally. you so many lessons about facing obstacles in your life. What would you say are like top three lessons you've learned from these courses? 
Oh, wow. There's so one was what, you know, is probably my purpose. What am I here for? Why am I doing things? And how Mm -hmm. am I showing up as a mother? One of the obstacles that we went over was this big wall, almost 14 feet tall. And it took me three obstacles to finally get over that dang wall by myself. And the thing that got me over it was the fact that I had my daughter, who was 12 at the time, who they joined us on these races. Yes, our kids are just as crazy as we are, which I love it. <laughs> but so she's she's doing her first big obstacle course and the boys are over on the other side of the wall. And I was up at the top of this wall, stuck again. And I'm sitting here going, why am I here? What am I doing? Like, come on, Kelly. I was starting to say all those negative things to myself. Like, I don't need to get over this wall. You're crazy. Nothing matters. And then my daughter was at the very bottom going, you got this, mom. And mm-hmm. I was like- oh my gosh, like it's not about me anymore. It's, you know, I have to figure out a way to get over this thing because she's going to get over this. But so eventually I got, I did, I got, I found a way to get over. I got my leg over and oh my gosh, it was definitely not pretty, but she got over the obstacle as well too. But as I was thinking about it and we were recounting this in the car right on the way home, my daughter was talking, you know, she was like, oh, I was so excited that you were at the top mom and all that kind of stuff. It just really cemented home how important our role is as parents and as as a mom as 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 just a a guidance to our kids mm-hmm. and the fact that it's okay she's like cuz she goes I saw you struggling and I was worried you weren't going to get over it I'm like okay so they, it's okay for them to see us struggle it's okay for them to see us fight it's okay for them to see us fail but it's also okay for them to see us not give up. Like that's almost the most important thing as well too, because that gives them encouragement and understanding that those are the things that they're going to go through themselves in life. Mm-hmm. And they, in having that understanding and knowing that that's what my role is as a mom and even as a, as, you know, as a coworker, as a business owner, all of that stuff really coalesces into, you know, not this big, I'm going to save the world purpose, but my actions have meaning. I love it. So that's all right. <laughs> Purpose. One. Purpose. That's one. You know, there are other two that I've really come to love is that creativity, that there's not just one way to do things. On the courses, there's been a couple times where we've we've come across it and we're looking, I'm looking at it going, okay, I don't want to do it that way. Like the board crawl that I talk about. I'm gonna do it however others, but not being a there's another one where you had to pull these wire these you have to walk across these wires and there's one that's really loose at the front at the top. And one that you're a little bit tighter, but still very wobbly. And as before my husband went across, I said, hold on a second. Can, can I mess with the wire? And the volunteer's like, I don't care, whatever, you know, just do whatever. And so I grabbed the wire and I wrapped it around the top pole and I leaned back and held him like, okay, babe, go across. And so he was able to get across and then he went and did the same thing. And then I was able to get across because it was, it was tighter. firmer. It was, you know, they're it wasn't this big loose loosey goosey thing that you were trying to get across. And as I looked back, I saw these, this couple that came up behind us and they did the exact same thing. So knowing that, you know, taking a pause and being, you know, seeing, okay, wait a minute, how else can we do this? That's been very helpful for me in business as well too, because we do, we talked about the very beginning, you get very myopic and just looking like what's right in front of you Mm -hmm. that you sometimes it's really, really worth your time to just take a, take a, hit the pause button and sit back and be like, okay, wait a minute. Is there another way I can do this? Like, 
that and not just accepting things as they are. Yes, exactly, exactly, and not, and not being afraid to ask. Like, yeah. you know, I could have been like, oh gosh, they're going to tell me no. Isn't that something that we hold each other back? Like, we're afraid somebody's going to tell us no. We well, make assumptions okay. that you know things are not changeable. Yeah, well, they're not changeable, or somebody's going to be like, well, yeah, you know, you're really not supposed to do that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the one that goes against the grain all the time. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> Try and stop me. <laughs> I know. Yeah, just watch me. <laughs> but you know, so that's never been really too much of a problem of mine. But sometimes, yes, I've been like, "Oh, are they going to let me do this?" Mm-hmm. So yeah, there. And there's a lot of times that people in life they need you to be creative. They need you to think outside the box. They need you to think beyond what's in front of you, so that you can come up with some. I mean, how do you think we end up with all these wonderful new technologies out there? And all these wonderful new services. It's that somebody took a pause and said, okay, this really isn't. Is there a better be way? Yeah. Yeah. Is there a better way? Love it. Okay. So that's two. So creativity. Number three. That's creativity. And then the last one is collaboration. I will tell you that I think one of the neatest things about obstacle course races is that when you are out there, everybody's your friend. Like, you go, there is not one obstacle. Actually, there's only been one time, one time in the last 10 years that we've been doing this and the many obstacles where somebody didn't help. And boy, I was mad, but we won't talk about that one. Anyway, but for the most part, I mean, almost 99.9% of the time, everybody out there is your friend. Everybody out there is, hey, I'm going to help you get through this. Hey, try this. Or, okay, put your hand here or do this. Like they're ever, or here's my hand and they'll pull you. I mean, complete strangers who you will never meet again. You will never know who they are. Stop and turn around and lend a hand and pull you over. I mean, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. I think that is probably one of the, just the neatest things about these obstacle course races is that just people are there to have fun. Mm-hmm. They're there to help. They're there to get over these challenges. And we're all getting through the same challenges. So it's like, okay, how can I help you? And so when you see that happen in life, it's like, and you have to remember, we are all on this big, huge rock together. We are all going through so many obstacles and so many of them are the same. We may carry a little bit of a different load, mm-hmm. but we're all, we're trying to raise a family. We're, you know, we're going through business. We're, we're just, we're trying to put food on the table. We're, you know, we're, we're driving on the same roads. Like, you know, we do so many things that are the same and just having that a little appreciation for the other person, knowing that you don't know what's going on in their life. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's going on in your life. It's just appreciating that and saying, you know, hey, I got you. Yeah. I got you. We're, we're here together. Yeah, I love that. There are actually more people out there who are willing and wanting to help you than not. And we yes. just don't realize or acknowledge it because we're just, maybe we've had one bad experience where people were not helpful when we needed it. And so we're like, no one's going to ever help me. But we really need to remember that this world is filled with people who want to see you win. They really do. Most people really do. And the people who don't, well, you don't need them anyway. Like I said, there was only one time on the course where those guys, we've had a couple guys who's like, nope, you got this. I'm like, ah, uh-uh, that's not how these courses run. You go away. (laughs) And you just like, we avoided them the rest of the course. But 
for the most part, I mean, 99.9, like I said, 99.9% of the people out there want to help you. They want to see you succeed and you just need to associate yourself with those people. And I think that's what's so cool about this group, this, you know, it's the, they call it kind of these OCR fanatics that we are, that we just, we just want to help each other. And that's the main, that's the biggest drive from that. I love it. I love it. Oh my goodness, Kelly. I have never signed up for one of these things, but you're making it sound very, very appealing. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. You know, I think there's something, there's, there is something like I got two other ladies in our, in our neighborhood who are doing this. It's like they were doing this, the savage race, which is another really muddy race. And actually I haven't done that one yet. So I'm really excited about doing something different, but you know, there is something that's so empowering about facing the tough thing and getting through it and then being like, okay, like you don't have to do, a, don't have to be crazy like we are and do a whole bunch of them. But when you do just one and you get through it and you're like, okay, yeah, you're like, I'm a badass. I did that. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We've, we've all probably, we've all probably felt that way in the obstacles in our lives too, right? Like when mm-hmm. you have a life thing happening, whether it's in your career, your personal life, your family, and you get through a hard season, like there is a touchdown dance at the end of that. Been like, we are here Happy. and a little celebration. So I know I've, 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 I've done that through my own personal like life of obstacles, but it probably would be really fun to do it on an actual obstacle course. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> now what? I always love to ask this question. Now what's going on in your life? Where are you now? What's going on? What are you excited about? Well, I'm very excited about this new path that I've decided to take on. And yes, after 50, so ladies, don't give up on yourselves and guys too. I have spent, oh gosh, I think 25 plus years in the financial services industry. And mm-hmm. the last 10, 15 years of it has been very focused on corporate 401k plans where I've worked with individuals uh, who are participating in these plans, working with financial coaching and financial education. And as I sat down with folks, the thing that I kept seeing popping up where there's, you know, that are inhibiting people from being able to have or see the kind of retirement lifestyle that they like is they're, they're not saving enough and they're not healthy. And so I kept sitting here thinking, okay, there's got to be a way, again, there's got to be a way to pull all this together, right? So I did a lot of research and this was back in, you know, 18, 19, when I was trying to have this kind of, how do I help, help people? And I went back to school to become a national board certified health and wellness coach. So now what I've done is I've, I've pretty much left the financial services industry, but I've taken the whole planning aspect of how you plan your financial life and created a wellness plan so you can strategically plan your wellness life, your health. And it kind of, and a big theme of that is let's stay within budget. And in the financial services world, there's something called a fiduciary advisor, which basically says, we're going to try to find the best fit for you. So Mm -hmm. it's not product driven, it's you driven. So I'm taking that approach to the wellness area because there's so many wonderful products out there. Like I don't need to sell another product. I just want to help people figure out what is it that you really want to work on right now? Mm -hmm. And then let's go find the product that's going to help you, a product, service, or program, or whatever it is, is going to help you meet that need. Mm -hmm. Because I think too many times we're sold to, and we think that's going to be the thing that's going to help us, but we haven't really identified really what it is we really want help with. So if I hope that that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. 
I'm very passionate about is like just turning that around and being like, let's just like, let's strategize your health a little bit more. Let's strategize your wellness a little bit more and really kind of figure out where you want to go, where you are, and then let's make a plan to get you there. So that's what I'm excited about now. And that's where I've positioned and I don't want to say pivot because that is a bad word. I have I have found my passion and my purpose to be able to help other midlifers because that's where we were at. We were in our mid forties, going, okay, is this it? Like our bodies are falling apart, and our you know our life is kind of chaotic with all of these health issues that we're having. Is this it? Is this how we're going to live the rest of our life? And we had young kids at the time. Like our kids were, I think, seven and nine at the time. Going, okay, I can't picture this, my future life, if my daughter waits till 35 to have kids like I did. She's I'm gonna be 70 before grandkids come along. What is that 70-year-old going to look like? Mm-hmm. So that really was like the 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 push for me to say, okay, we gotta do something different. We really gotta take control of our health. And I am happy to say I am healthier and stronger than I have ever been in my entire life. And I just want that for other people. Love it. Love it. Okay, Kelly, where can people find you if this sounds like something they want to get on course with? Where <laughs> where do you like to hang out on the interwebs? So on the interwebs, you can find me at kellymagden.com. And that's M-A-J-D-A-N. I like to joke around saying that's Major Dan, Major Dan. Uh, and then my, you can find us, uh, find our, I've been building power through wellness on Facebook, on Instagram. And then of course you can find me on LinkedIn. That's probably where you find me the most sometimes too, is on my personal side. Love it. Love it. Okay. Listeners, was this episode inspiring or what? I don't know about you, but I am actually maybe contemplating going inside of myself for an obstacle course because that sounds like a challenge and something that will get me going. Okay. So if you liked this episode, don't forget to like and share it. Don't forget to subscribe. Or if you know someone else who is facing something similar, some obstacles in life, and they just need a little bit of a spark and a kick in the butt, please, please, please share this episode with them so that they can figure out their very own. Now what? All right, that is it for us. And if you are a patron, make sure to come and join me and Kelly over at patreon.com backslash I just blank now what? We are heading over there right now to continue the conversation. And Kelly's going to be sharing a little bit more over there. So that is it for us this week. Have an awesome week. And we will see you again next week with another Now What story. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it more than I can say. Did you love this episode of I Just Blank Now What? If you did, be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own now what questions. Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do, how to move forward and help you answer now what. See you on the next episode.